Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Rebellion podcast with me, Amy Polly. This series we're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners, lifting the lid on true life experiences, sharing advice and interviewing experts. I truly believe you don't have to be serious to do the serious work. These conversations are super important, but they will always include humour, honesty and heart and there will always be no holds barred. I'm super excited to get stuck in, so without further ado, let's get started. Hi everybody, welcome to today's episode. Today we are joined by Kara Sayer. Kara is the inventor and founder of Snoo Shade. She is an award-winning entrepreneur. She helps other people build their brands and make sales. And she is, quite frankly, a bloody good laugh. She has a deliciously wicked sense of humour and that must be why I like her so much. Kara, hello, welcome. Hello, my lovely, what a lovely intro. Thank you so much. All true, all true. laughing at me rather than laughing with me a lot of the time I would have thought (laughs) no 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 never 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 um so thank you so much for joining us I'm so so happy you're here how are you how's things I'm very well actually I'm looking outside and it's a nice sunny blue sky day so that's got to be a positive and um yeah just busy at the moment doing lots of planning for next year so oh planning yeah I probably should try a bit of that I'm sort of wing wing it (laughs) I don't really plan actually what what I (laughs) As things happen and then I go oh shit we better make a plan <laughs> <That's my laughs> <emotional> planning. <laughs> yeah it probably sounds like the rest of us really if we're if we're honest so Cara for those who don't know you I know you but please please tell us about your business journey how it all started um and sort of where you are now okay so um I started my business oh I launched well, when did I? In fact, I registered the domain back in 2008, and then I started work on my invention properly in 2009. And it all started when I had my daughter in 2007, um, because I um, had my daughter. Um, I was pregnant and uh, had a horrible pregnancy, wheelchair uh, for about nine months, and I had to learn how to walk again after I'd had her. And um, basically what happened was I was absolutely obsessed as you can imagine with getting out and about and walking and and getting back out into the sort of fresh air etc especially with a, a small baby in a pram and um so once I got out there I wanted to be out there walking I used to go walking around Virginia Water Lake which is not far from me which is a good sort of you know hour-long walk and I wanted something that would protect Holly from the elements and I used to often do what most parents do I think which is sort of you end up throwing like a blanket or a muslin or <laughs> it's really cold you end up throwing a coat over them you know you'll do anything you can to protect them and you walk around freezing your bits off um and um and you know and and then you're trying to just basically get the baby to carry on sleeping when they need it and I I looked around I thought you know surely there must be a product that can do this and I remember one time I was in this um like restaurant with a group of friends and we were all having lunch and I think the babies must have been about six or seven months old because they were all sort of maybe a bit older sitting up and eating sort of solids and, um, you know, babies were fed and uh, and then everyone did the same thing. Like there was this little line of pushchairs and everyone was like muslin, pashmina, blanket, cardigan, whatever. Going over, it was like trying to put the birds out to sleep, you know. <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, like, this is ridiculous. We're all struggling with the same thing. And uh, so I just started thinking, I wonder if there's a product out there that's like a, basically a blackout blind, but, for, you know, that we were used to in the, for windows that would work on a pram. 
and uh, there, there wasn't anything that I could find. And I'm a pretty good Googler. So I'm one of those people where if someone says to me, you know, I would like, um, you know, I'd like an orange jumper that's been knitted by, you know, Vestal Virgins uh, using the blue <laughs> hair of the alapaca lesser spotted gnat. You know, if it's out there, I'll find it. And um, and I couldn't find anything that, that did what I needed it to do. And, and I still to this day don't really know why I did it. But I sort of decided to make a prototype, which I now know was um, but I sort of started the, the sort of the ball rolling. I did something and then that started things moving and uh, and then I sort of progressed it from there. It's amazing, isn't it, how these things come about? The more I listen to people's entrepreneurial journeys or where things started it, I mean, it usually does come from either a passion or a need, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, like you, like you just said there, I don't really know how... <laughs> No, and I mean, like there was, as I said, I do remember the light bulb moment of sitting and watching those like five or six babies prams in front of me and just sort of thinking this is ridiculous. But I don't really know why. I mean, I, I think my mom, I spoke to my mum about it the other day, actually, and she said you were bored. And I was like, oh, OK. And she said, no, you were just bored and you wanted something to do. So I was like, OK, well, that's as good enough for a reason as any. And so, did you have any background in? No, uh, didn't, but... didn't, no nothing. I've never manufactured or been in retail or anything like that. I mean, I, I, my background was marketing, which has been very useful. Um, but actually, no, I, I had no idea what I was doing at all. Um, and I just sort of along the journey, I've always just asked lots of questions and I still ask questions now. I mean, you know, I'll be in some Facebook group where people are sort of wittering on about something and they use all these like acronyms. And I'm, and I'm the person who says, sorry, what does that mean? Mm. You know, because I, I, you know, I think people get a bit carried away with all, you know, all these different initials and things. And it's like, well, actually speak English so that we can yeah. all understand, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people will, will understand what you're talking about there. You know, oh, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but I just know that either I've got a good thing or there's something that I love doing. So we'll just keep moving that way. And, and hopefully it, it goes OK. <laughs> we'll just keep trying and keep going forward. So I think well, I think a lot of people start. will feel that. Yeah. And if you don't start, you'll never get anywhere. I mean, I think that's what stops a lot of people from doing things is that they worry so much about what can go wrong. They And also, I think sometimes people are scared of what can go right as well because mm. then they're like oh my god what happens if it's really successful and that's almost more scary than if it fails um mm. and um but I, I also am a big believer in you know I've, I've said this on a, quite a few steps it's all about baby steps because you know take a few small steps forward and then you know hopefully you'll be going in the right direction um and then if you're not it's only a small baby step back to re-evaluate and take a different direction you know and and then keep moving forward but if you don't start the journey you're never going to go anywhere are you no yeah and, and we, we do that so so easily you know the human brain is a, a wonderful thing but it can sometimes um hold us back because that fear comes in whether that's of success or failure um, yes. i think you're absolutely right people will definitely agree with that um carl just before i delve a little bit more into some of this stuff i always ask this question to my guests because i find it very interesting from conversations i've had um personally but also now obviously on the podcast do you call yourself a business owner do you call yourself an entrepreneur what what do you refer to yourself as? An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've had a few different answers. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose I suppose I do consider myself to be more of an entrepreneur than a business owner, and I, and the only reason I say that is because I sort of and and and, and it's a difficult way of saying it because you don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm dismissing. I just think there's it's, it's sort of a business owner when say for example. 
and like I, for, I know somebody, for example, she took over the family business and she's really like completely moved it on and it's completely revolutionized it. And I would say she's more of an entrepreneur, if you know what I mean, mm. because of the, the nature of what she's been doing, she's been disrupting stuff. Whereas, you know, a business owner, you know, if you're, and, and, and again, I'm not saying this in any, dis, it's not a negative, but if you're, I say just doing, but if you're running something that, you know, and there's no sort of real big oomph behind it, if you know what I mean, then, so for example, I wouldn't have called myself an entrepreneur if I'd have started probably a PR or marketing agency because it's kind of what I did and therefore mm. it's just like a job. If, if that does that make sense? Yeah, it does um, make sense. And completely mm. far removed from my sort of comfort. And I think that's what's on like that's the difference between running a business and being an entrepreneur is you take a lot more risks with entrepreneur in, in an entrepreneurial. Mm. Um somebody who's running a marketing agency isn't because they again if you're doing it in a in a different way where you're you know breaking some some boundaries and creating a real buzz then you know again that is much more than than maybe sort of running a you know a, a, I don't know it's I don't want it's I'm not I'm not taking anything away from running a business but I think if you're going to say you're an entrepreneur there has to be that kind of leap of faith if you know what I mean mm. It's almost like a, being entrepreneurial. It's almost like a personality, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. I mean, my father was an, is an entrepreneur, was an entrepreneur, and still is an entrepreneur. Um, and you know, and again, he did something that was completely different in his time. Um, and you know, whereas my mum worked for BT, <laughs> and you yeah. know, was very, and was very, very good at her job. Don't get me wrong; she was like ended up like head of internal global communications for BT. But I wouldn't say that was a particularly entrepreneurial role. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, you know, and but she did have her own business as well. Uh, she had a marketing consultancy. And again, I don't think she would say it was necessarily entrepreneurial. It was brave. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not brave. I just think there's a difference in sort of definition. In fact, I don't know what the definition is. Let me Google it. I'm going to Google what the definition <laughs> is. Go but it's, it is interesting. I just think it's a nice conversation to have because a lot of people don't refer to themselves as either when, in fact, you know, especially I, I find a lot of mums who are business owners often don't quite know what to and it's not about a label I think it's just about a mindset thing of just sort of owning I had Star Monroe on a previous podcast sort of owning what you are that you are doing something so amazing whether that's a business owner or an entrepreneur well, um, I mean, it says here, a, so an entrepreneur is a who sets up a business or businesses taking on financial risks in the hope of profit so actually I think that's maybe part hmm. of it that might be some of it i think it's that element of risk because there are like for example if i start up a marketing agency what am i risking well i'm risking my time and i'm risking using my computer and making a few phone calls but just what i mean but that's very different mm. from launching a business and you know you could get some like a huge risk yeah so i think it's that difference between um sort of what i called standard business and entrepreneurialism if you know what i mean yeah, yeah, absolutely makes sense. I think it's just good for people to get their, you know, to get this flowing in their mind to just think about, you know, what they are and where they sit and, and just to uh, take ownership of that and be proud of it, you know? Well, um, also don't get carried away with titles. To be brutally honest, I don't care what you call me as long as... <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think it is one of those things where I think a lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs and a lot of people call themselves all sorts of things. I mean, my, my job title is Chief Sleep Officer. You know, um, and and I do that because it's fun. And I love it, that, Cara. <laughs> you know, um, but that's also because I'm fed up of yeah, everyone's everyone's the CEO of their business. I think it's an ego thing, and I'm just oh, yeah. really bothered. Do you know what I mean? And I think I, I think that's one of the things. I think that, that I think that 
get a bit like people get carried away with calling you know um yeah. whereas that, you get the people at the other end of the scale i think who then are afraid to sort of yes. take ownership of being one because i think oh, you sound like those dickheads <laughs> exactly i do actually think there is a lot of that i think there's a lot of that sort of you know wallet flashing big mm. car flashing all that sort of stuff which kind of goes along with that sort of inverted commas entrepreneurial mindset well, i don't do any of that i can't be bothered you know um mm. you won't big considering I've actually built a brand I'm not um it's not a luxury one by any long shot but I'm not really a luxury brand sort of person um and um you know so for me you know actually for me my life's more about experiences so I'm more excited about going on holiday than Mm. I am about what handbag I carry you know Mm, I think the people who possibly you know are more interested in the sort of handbag you carry would be more likely to call themselves entrepreneurs regardless of what they do Mm, yeah no 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 I absolutely and understand I think, what you mean. Again, I think, it, again, there are certain industries where that's particularly prevalent. You know, it's mm. not every industry. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll come on to that a little bit um, at the end. So something that just cropped up, being a mum, you came up with the idea for your business as a new mum, mm-hmm. um, as did I. Actually, it was even before, mm-hmm. it was when I was pregnant and then I had miscarriage, then I became a mum and this, these ideas were, you know, forming. Um, how was that juggle with um, being a new mum and coming up with that business idea? Like, is there anything now that you think you'd do differently? <laughs> well, I don't call it a juggle. I just call it a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's quite funny because, I mean, I was in one of the, uh, I, I remember back in god when was it 2010 and um i approached uh, i'd been to a, a trade show in germany and i'd seen all these other mums who'd start invented products because they needed something and you know there wasn't something out there i actually went and approached um itv about it and sort of said look you know there's all these amazing mums who are you know making millions i mean you know not necessarily but you know selling a lot of product around the world and they're all doing it because they've had a problem they want to solve and so they did this se- section um on a they they filmed uh, five of us and each one of us got a slot on a, each day, a day during the week and it was all about what they called mumtrepreneurs which I think is one of the worst in the world mumtrepreneur I mean even I think mumtrepreneur is not as as bad but mumtrepreneur what a mouthful um, <laughs> and um, you know but the thing is it's again it's a bit like the entrepreneur you know is people sort of say oh what about dadpreneurs and what entrepreneurs and all this sort of stuff for me it's very much a case of if you are the full-time carer child running a business that is very different from when you are a parent and you go and go to a job every day and somebody else looks after the baby whether that's Mm. a partner a nanny or whatever um because you haven't got that day-to-day pressure on you of you know i I was literally a full-time mum my and now ex-husband um who i get on very well with by the way i always have to i mentioned his back as my ex-husband but it really makes no odds you know, he was going up and down to London every day. He had his own business. He was being entrepreneurial, actually, as well. Um, but I don't think he'd ever have called himself a dad. Train every day. Sat there, did his stuff, had a lunch break, read a newspaper and came back again. Whereas I was sitting there trying to negotiate nappy changes, you know, poo explosions. Um, I remember there was a poo explosion when I was on the phone to a retailer one time. That was fun. <laughs> um, you know, trying to negotiate naps, social life, you know, uh, meeting other mums, you know, etc etc and and at the same time you know starting business contacting retailers building a brand etc etc I mean I literally didn't sleep probably you know I probably was sleeping only about three or four hours a night I used to have to get my mum to come over so I could go and have a nap because I was exhausted 
Um, and actually, if I'm really honest, I mean, I had a full on nervous breakdown um, in the early days of running the business um, in sort of June 2010. And I launched in March 2010. And there were other factors involved as well. So I was going through IVF. I'd just been through two rounds of IVF that had failed. Um, and I'd started the business. And it, it actually was quite, you know, a, a, it was quite successful from the word go. But obviously, it doesn't matter how successful you are in the early days, you haven't got enough money behind you to sort of you know, be truly successful. So you're pumping all your cash thing and it's all very scary. Um, and I completely fell over. Um, you know, they wanted to take me away and I was like, no, I want to stay at home. So they let me stay at home. And then my mum moved in and basically made sure I ate and uh, looked after my daughter. Um, and, you know, and then after about three months and I was still having to go, you know, I, I, I certainly had, I mean, that was one of the things I think I've learned quite early on is that the business still continues even if you're not on, you know, full form. Um, but I mean, I still had to go upstairs, you know, my spare bedroom was a stock room and go upstairs and do delivery and mother care and all the rest of it, even though, you know, I felt literally, I mean, for a few months I couldn't do anything and then it kind of got it back up and running again. And then obviously as soon as I felt better again, I went off to an international trade show. So, you know, as you do, um, <laughs> but um, it's, it's definitely uh, impacted on me and made, um, you know, I, I was still wobbly for probably a few years after that. Um, just had to be very careful energy I expended. But um, mm. it is something we all have to look after. Um, you know, mental health is, um, you know, it's, it can be a struggle sometimes. Um, mm. And, you know, we, I think particularly as women, if I'm honest, we try and do too much. We know we try and be, that's what I'm saying. It is a bit of a car crash. They're trying to be full-time parent, full-time business person, full-time wife full-time friend, full-time daughter, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Um, how do you squeeze it all in? Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Thank you for sharing, Cara. Like, I, it's really important for me to say thank you because, you know, this is the whole point of this podcast is for people to share their experiences. And sometimes, you know, it's not always good experiences, isn't it? But know, it I'm, brings I'm us to where we are. For sharing good and bad, because I just think that, you know, I think sometimes people learn more from the bad than they do from the good if I'm honest um because mm. you know I think it sometimes flags things up that maybe they're aware of and if people don't talk about stuff like that then you know then how do you know what's normal what's not normal I mean you know for many many years and um you know they're my uh, my way of staying sort of solid in the world um and you know and I'm and I'm a big fan of you know because I think it's got better actually in the last sort of 10 years or so I'd say there's definitely been an improvement in terms of attitude because I think it always used to be seen as a weakness mm. you, know, you know whereas you know my perspective is well I take I've got an underactive thyroid so I take thyroxin for that and I've got an underactive serotonin thing going on in my brain so I take some serotonin for that yes. uh, and you know and that's literally how I view it so I think it's you know and I think the more people who talk about it you know, I think the better because it helps those people who are thinking, well, actually, do you know what I could do with a bit of help? And I, you know, and, and when there was an awful lot of a shame about taking these things, you know, whereas I just see it as it's another, it's just another chemical imbalance that has to be sorted out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's music to my ears, Clara, to, to hear you saying that and from, from your own experiences as well, because it's like I talk about mental health and physical health have been these two completely separate things. You know, we've we've known for years and years and years to talk about your physical health. You might need to go to the gym. This is what you need to do to have uh, this muscle improve and that muscle improve. But and it's exactly the same with your brain and your mental mm. health. But we, it's been this taboo. But actually, 
we need to understand for, for me going to the gym will be different than for you oh, I don't go to the gym uh, but you know right. uh, <laughs> but it's the same for your mental health like I need to understand what's good for my body I also need to understand what's good for my mind and then go and do those things but it's been completely separate and I, I totally agree with you taking a, a tablet or doing some exercise for your body is just the same as for your mind it's just a part of your body yeah. um and it's just about managing that and, and getting the best out of it absolutely and I mean you know for me as well it's it's a case of you know I've done all the counseling I've done sorts honestly throughout the years um and there's only a certain amount that it you know there and, and that's the way I view it I've, I've tried everything and you know yes they've helped don't get me wrong um, but they, but I do think, you know, in my instance, I think there's there's some form of little chemical imbalance and that. Mm. And I take a very small dose every day, which is sort of under the normal dose. But that definitely keeps me kind of feeling quite normal. And, and you know, and you want to go back to that pit, because having been in that pit where I was when I had my breakdown, you know, I don't ever want to go back there again, frankly. So no, no. Why would you? If you know that something helps, you know, I, I just think that. That's so true. I saw Dr. You know, Dr. Alex, who who is a doctor, but he was on Love Island. I've never watched Love Island in my life, but I know he was on Love Island. <laughs> um, I've been forced to watch a couple of episodes here and there. And entertaining. I just don't think I could watch a whole series. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not interested, but I like him because he is the young person's mental health um, ambassador, you know, um, in Parliament and stuff like that. And he's recently done a campaign, which is I think it's hashtag post your pill or something like that, okay. which, um, yeah, it's been it's been really good to see. I mean, obviously, I'm a believer in like you said, you've tried other things. I think that total well-being, um, you know, it's important to understand your physical health and your diet and all the other stuff and, you know, how, you, how you're yeah, working so and everything. You, but, you know, there are certain exercises you might need to do, but you also might need to eat more protein. So it's kind yes. of like that thing. It's a sort of, you know, you can't expect something to get better, um, you know, with, with only sort of... Yeah, exactly. Oh, have we lost you? I'm here. I think it's it is oh, quite but I can hear you, so that's not a problem. <laughs> okay, we've still got her. It's okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really important conversation to have, and um, it's funny how it's coincided in launching that campaign. But it has been good to see people opening up about taking their medication because there isn't any shame in it, and sometimes that's what people need. So it's been really, it's been really good to see that and and hear your story as well, Cara. So. What's the journey been like? Because I hear a lot about the stresses and strains, um, but a lot of the time it's in closed groups, you know, because I'm have i obviously part of a mastermind. I'm in a group, uh, a WhatsApp group of mums in business and things like that. And it seems to still be a little bit talked about, I think, behind closed doors, especially in this whole six-figure online world that we live in now. It, and, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but it's it's like everything's perfect online. I'm this amazing, successful business owner, but I wonder how many successful people actually feel successful, like are actually happy. Um, and I still think there's a lot of... Um, well, I'd also like to know how many of them are actually making a profit. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that I know that we've talked about before when we were on a clubhouse. You can yeah. have all the sales you want, but if you're not making any money, yeah. mm. what's the point? You know, because I mean, you know, I also know a lot of people who are out there spending, you know, hundreds of thousands on Facebook ads and then making hundreds of thousands. But, you know, I'm, as I've always been, as I think I've probably said before when we've talked together, you know, for me, it's all about turnover is vanity and profit is sanity. Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, one of the things that I, I experience a lot of in, in the Amazon world in which I move, which, you know, I, I obviously know a lot of people selling on the Amazon space. 
where I, I sell a lot of my products. And, you know, there is an awful lot of five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure seller. But, you know, the thing is also, I mean, is that actually those larger numbers, to me, just indicate larger responsibility and larger bills to pay. And, you know, when I look back, I mean, I, I was, um, you know, talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, the salary that I used to earn working in corporate, where they basically, you know, had me buy my, what's it, what is it, you know, short and curlies, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and I was earning probably, well, I was earning at like a half to three times less than I do now. And yet they owned me like body, soul and everything else. And I was working like a dog and never being thanked for it and all the rest of it. And, you know, um, and yet actually, do you really need, do you really need six figures to live on? You know, because I mean, they've done research time and time again, which says that actually, I think the magic number is about 75,000 or something where there's no real significant increase in happiness levels when you hit that like level of, of earning. Mm. Um, and I do think there is sometimes it's almost like a sort of this competitive sort of element whereas you know I say focus on your own business grow the business to the level that you want it to grow to you know, and if that is eight figures good on you but mm. I mean for me I'm I mean I'm just we hit seven figures a couple of years ago um but you know my profit margin I mean last year my profit margin got trashed you know because of covid and everything else yeah. and um you know the the thing is is that um you know I, I don't need I mean I took a pay cut obviously and all the rest of it last year just to sort of make sure you know and at one point I was sitting there with a pen and a well, pencil on a piece of paper working out whether or not I could actually keep you know did I have enough money just to keep the business afloat for like a year if I needed to without buying any product etc but you see I mean you know I get people all the time going oh but you know you could do this and you could do that and you could expand here and expand there but but then I have to take on more people. I have to do more people. Uh, I have to also buy more stock. I then have higher manufacturing bills. You know, I, do I really want all that stress? And if I'm really honest, no, not really. No, no. And I think, um, yeah, it is easy to to get swept along or lose your way. I mean, I'm, I'm at the stage now where I've sacked off my mortgage. I bought my little lodge and I just want to help people. Like genuinely, I just love, I just love that shit. I just love this stuff that I've learned. I enjoy doing it. And I just want to earn enough money to just have a nice time. <laughs> just have a nice day every day. The only thing I will say to you, and this is like mummy Cara coming in, is I hope you're putting money into a pension. Oh, uh, don't worry, Cara. I've already been on a call with you where you talked about <laughs> some money stuff. And I was like, oh, I like this lady. <laughs> Well, no, because that's one of the things, actually, I just wish I'd start because I'm nearly I'm 50 this year. And, um, you know, one of the things I wish I'd started earlier is I had a pension when I was in my early 20s. And then I had one and, uh, again via a job and then stopped when I was in my sort of mid 30s, uh, no, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And so I'm now really one of the, the biggest expenditures in my business is pumping money into my pension, you know, mm. because, you know, we have got to think about the fact that in the future, we're going to be all supporting ourselves. The government is not going to be like handing out piles of, of um, gold coins. Um, mm. And, you know, and actually, whilst it's all great and wonderful to be earning loads of money, um, actually, you need to be thinking about your future as well, because that's going to be a time where maybe you're not able to earn in that same, you know, and so you mm. need that sort of um, support and cushion. So I am really boring when I bang on about pensions, but it's just because, you know, I've, I want people who are younger than me or even who are people the same. I want everyone basically, you know, to start actually, if you've got, you know, if you've got good profit, bring some of it into a pension. Um, yeah. It comes off a corporation tax bill um, and it's, and it's an investment for your future. Oh, I love that mummy Cara stepping in there. Right, everybody who's listening, you you business owners and entrepreneurs, right, go get your pensions, what Cara said. Exactly. 
I love that. And if any everybody goes away with anything today, I hope it's that um, you know, obviously the mental health stuff we talked about and get a pension. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there we are. Well done. <laughs> I'm not even a financial advisor or anything. I'm just doing it from a personal perspective because of course I didn't have a pension and I was 40. Um, and you know, and I and I was like, well shit, what am I gonna do? You know, because I haven't got anything to live on when I'm older, you know. Um, and you know, I would suggest you don't go down that road if you can avoid it. You know, and the, and the more you put in early days, the more it has value later on. Whereas obviously, I'm trying to shove money in now, and you know, hoping to retire in the next sort of ten years, really. Yeah, no, it's good advice. We're all gonna we're all gonna take it. <laughs> I want everyone. I want everyone to make comments on it and say yes. I have investigated a pension. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll have to put, when I post on Instagram, I'll have to put some cryptic clue as to, yeah. there is a question in the episode. We will want you to comment below. Yes, have you got a done the thing? Well, no, exactly. <laughs> we'll do that, Carl. Or if you haven't got a pension, will you? So then you have to say either, yes, I've got one. No, <laughs> I haven't. But if it's no, then, but I will. So it's yes or no, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do that. We are going to do that. I, I promise. That will make you happy, won't it? <laughs> I'll make you very happy. <laughs> Good. We'll do that. So, Cara, just before um, we finish off today, you know, obviously you yourself have been through tough times and, and we joke about, oh, planning and winging it and the shit hitting the fan and stuff like that. But is there anything for you um that you sort of come back to that does help you if it whether that's anything to do with your mental health or physical health or what you do in a, in, in a business sense whether it is around planning or goal set is there anything for you that you think okay I can't be without this this keeps me on a an even keel or this helps me um especially maybe when times are tough um friends and family I suppose you know is important but I think also I think I've always had a a deep belief you know, in what I'm doing. Um, and when I started the business, you know, it was it was something that I, I needed. And I think what's happened over the years is I've realized how many parents need my products. And, you know, it is lovely every time, you know, every time we get a review, I love it. I read every single one. Um, and, there are, and there are hundreds of them all over the world. But I read them all because I, I every time a new review comes up, I'm like, oh, oh that's lovely. And you know, and, and I think, um, but at the same time, it was interesting. I went to this thing in 2011, which was called the Cartier Women's Initiative Awards. And list out of like 1,600 people who'd applied or something down to the final four. And, um, and they all had such incredibly what I'd call worthy businesses. Like, you know, one person was making, well, she was actually making like designer uh, handbags, I think, out of um, used fireman's hoses, you know, and things like that and recycling. And then somebody else was doing something with, you know, I don't, you know, everything was very worthy and very sort of, you know, it really felt like it had a real, a real impact. And um, I remember I sort of struggled a bit with imposter syndrome because I sort of felt like that I'm just selling a baby product. <laughs> you know, there's all these people doing these amazing things like completely redesigning the toilet or, you know, for, for like use in China or for wherever <laughs> it was or, you know, and somebody was doing a blood test. Um, new way of doing blood testing in Africa. And I mean, it was just all this amazing stuff and it was all being done by women. And um, I just felt like this kind of, I was like, bloody hell. And then actually they turned around to me and they said, but you know what you're doing? You're giving people back their sanity. You know, mm. you're helping parents in a way that, you know, actually means that they can operate during the day because, you know, their baby sleeps better in the day then baby will most likely sleep better in the evening or it means that they can get out for a meal or they can go on holiday and, you know, and I was like, oh, and you sort of sometimes I think we forget like what we're doing, even though it might not seem 
super important to us or we, we sometimes search to find the value in what we're doing you know mm -hmm. you have to sort of look at why you're doing what you're doing and, and what your clients or customers say and you know and and that and that and then that's where you can find those that sort of reason to keep going because I think you know that's that's a hard thing to do I mean I've been going now for well nearly what's it 2010 yeah so next year in March it'll be 12 years um mm -hmm. it feels like it only started yesterday in some ways and it feels like it started 50 years ago in others <laughs> um, I'm sure but um you know but the thing is also I think the other thing I think that always keeps me going is I love new things I love learning things so you know I've, I you know I only worked started working on Amazon sort of in 2016 um and you know and, and then that's a whole new subject area now I'm working on improving my web there's always things to learn I think you know and take on board and look at other industries I always say to people stay in your own lane you know look at what other people are doing in other industries um, because you sometimes get fresh ideas where you kind of go oh well that wouldn't work exactly like that here but that could work in this way and then you end up doing something that actually really adds value you know to your business and keeps you motivated because I think you know fundamentally we're not none of us are, none of us really unless you are actually a charity but if you are a charity you're trying to raise money and awareness so you know but it, when most of us are not running a charity we are trying to run businesses that mean that we can live our lives you know mm. um and therefore we've got to generate income so it's sort of how do you do that and keep going you know when times are tough yeah absolutely and it's, it's interesting you say that actually because i've been working on on something for a while a toolkit i don't know what quite what i'm going to call it yet but i've been just looking into research around obviously it started with mindfulness and meditation because i love all that shit um and then i was just doing some more research into uh mental health and looking at you know research that's out there and papers that are out there what the nhs says and stuff like that and it's funny because learning crops up quite often that is one of the things on sort of in the toolkit um is learning and having that growth mindset and, and doing something new because it does really help with your mental health to feel like you're achieving and I don't mean yeah. achieving six figures yeah, I just mean so. that just little thing got, like, that little just, movement yeah it's a tick box and it's like exactly and it's a baby step isn't it it's like you know again yeah. it's like moving forward rather than moving back because you're like oh you know so for example you know I've been working on my SEO this year with with a you know really lovely um, guy who who works with me on my SEO for my websites and you know I can see we're increasing sales and I can understand why we're doing that and where that you know um, and and that's been really interesting to do to work on you know and it's it's sort of there's always there's always things you can do but I think the other thing I would also say um, is don't overwhelm yourself you know I mean there's I mean yes <laughs> so, you know, there's always things to do and I think the thing is you just have to try and pace yourself and not as I say don't have a nervous breakdown because um, that's always a bad thing but um, you know for example you know I mean when I used to work in marketing and I you know I did some marketing consultancy or whatever and one of the first things I would say is to people is oh you know make sure you do a newsletter you know to your customers or clients or whatever and let them know what's going on and blah 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 you know anyway I mean with Snooze Shade I think I've probably only sent out we've, I think last year we actually were quite good I think we sent out maybe one a month um, but over 12 years I think I've probably sent out about 20 emails like newsletters mm. And, you know, the business hasn't died or and, <laughs> yeah, because the thing is also I've then focused on other things that are more important. And I think that's the thing is, you know, you can't do it all unless you've got this massive team. And even then, then you've got to manage that massive team, you know. Yeah. You have to have the honest conversation with yourself. I think I have to do it often. Like, is this thing that I'm doing or trying to do or worrying about actually going to make any bloody difference? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also don't get me wrong I mean I do like to sit and play with pictures on Canva for hours and then well, we all do oh, yes 
but um you know but 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 i do think yeah i think it's interesting as i say you know to learn new things and then put them into place but don't you, know, you don't have to do it all now you know i mean like you know everyone's been talking about funnels for years i'm like yeah whatever and i'm <laughs> just about to start doing some funnels with snoo shade now um, and that'll be a nice add-on but it's not the be all and end all you know no. you have to go on your uh, your own pace it's your own journey i think yeah, that that's exactly. the, yeah, it is. The it's exactly right it's your journey you've got to do it at your pace and I think the, the only thing I would say sometimes that's a bit problematic is when you have got a slightly entrepreneurial mindset is you probably are a little bit obsessive and possibly a little bit, uh, and I'm not speaking from personal experience at all, um, <laughs> you know, but I do tend to just kind of get carried away. And then, you know, and, and actually it's trying to sort of manage that excitement and, and, and enthusiasm and, you know, to, so that yes. you fall apart, really yes yes that's a very important point too right Cara I've, I've, I've kept you I'm just so happy I think I could talk to you all day <laughs> and I feel like we've been very well behaved today yeah, actually. actually I think I've even <laughs> off one f-bomb I think I've been um, very very well behaved that's most unusual for me I might not have to put the explicit uh button no. on this, this. <laughs> very surprising if I'm honest um right Cara I always end with just a fun little this or that just to end the episode so I'm just going to ask you this or that and whatever first comes to mind so dogs or cats oh cats <laughs> coffee or tea tea hate coffee me too sun or snow sun me too driver or passenger passenger actually because i like to sleep mm. <laughs> me too but i do oh but then i'm a control freak and i like driving i like being well, in that's charge. Thing, yeah but i mean actually if i have a choice i often go no actually i'll be a passenger because it means i can either sit and read a book or i can go to sleep yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, early mornings or late nights? Oh, very late nights. Hate early mornings. <laughs> Flowers or chocolates? Flowers. Comedy or horror? Oh, comedy. Podcast or audiobook? Ooh, interesting. I'd probably say audiobook, not like mainly, but I mean, I, I'd need to listen to more podcasts because I don't really listen to any. <laughs> There's a really good one now called The Mental Health Rebellion. I'm going to put that on my phone. <laughs> Thanks, Cara. That's it. We're all done. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, where can everybody find you, please? Uh, well, I've got my own website, which is uh, imaginatively named carasea.com um, <laughs> or Snoo Shade, which is my, my baby product brand, Snoo's Shade. Um, yeah, so either one, really. I'm, I'm around. <laughs> awesome. And on Instagram, you're Snoo Shade as well, aren't you? I am. And I'm also Carasea, but I don't do so much on there. You'll just mainly see pictures of me grinning inanely and, and, um, or, <laughs> or food or whatever else I've got. Main, or, no, actually, my cats have got their own Instagram account. So actually, you don't see that many cat pictures online. <laughs> love that all right thank you so much car it's been amazing to speak to you um and i will hopefully catch you soon take right. care bye bye thank you so much for listening and if you'd like to find me on social media just 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 search at this is amy polly lots of love